Hello, and welcome to Nora Talks Horror. I'm your host, Nora Scally. For this episode, I sat down with one of my best friends in the whole world, Travis Linz. We just talked about the new movie, Ready or Not. It's still in theaters, so spoiler alert if you're trying to see it without any idea of what it is prior to going in. We both highly recommend this movie. We really love it. It's really fun, so go see it. Without further ado, here's our review of Ready or Not. Okay, I'm here with my friend Travis. Say hi. Hello. And what movie are we talking about today, Travis? We are talking about Ready or Not, and it, it is a film that just came out this year. And so. we loved it. Yeah, honestly, we went together. It was great. We saw it at Grand Lake Theater. I don't know. It was very exhilarating the whole time. I was kind of on the edge of my seat. <laughs> you got pretty involved. You were, like, yelling at oh. Well, I was rooting for the main character because she went through hell. And the, this family was full of cuckoo, crazy people. <laughs> and I would have been the same way, feeling the same emotions as her. And the adrenaline must have been on an all-time high because she was, like, she was <laughs> like sweating, bleeding, all sorts of dirty. She was all crazy just trying to survive. So Yeah, basically this movie is about a young woman who's getting married to her boyfriend of a year and a half. And he is set to inherit his family's company. And they made a ton of money off of making board games and card games. Mm-hmm. And it's tradition on the night of the wedding... That the new member of the family, new bride or husband, has to sit down with the family and draw a random card and play that game. And all the cards are normal. Well, all the cards are blank. And basically, they draw a card from this box. And the box, like, spits out a blank card. And then once you put the blank card back into the box, it spits out the game that you're supposed to play. Yeah. And the game that is the worst game is Hide and Seek, which, of course this character gets the main character named grace and she basically has to play hide and seek which she's naive to the fact that very oblivious that the whole time this family is hunting her down and ready to kill her with like guns and crossbows and you name it yeah it's a huge (laughs) the grandma or the mom there's a huge ensemble cast so we have our main character grace Mm -hmm. her now husband his brother and their sister Mm -hmm. their sister's husband the brother's husband the parents and the aunt and then there's also two little kids that are the kids of the sister Mm -hmm. and everybody is participating except for the two kids and there's three maids that take care of the kids. I think the beginning was probably the most solid, like solid with tension when she goes and hides in the dumbwaiter and she's very oblivious to everything, just being like, this is a stupid game of hide and seek. And then the entire family is getting strapped to the teeth. Yeah, meanwhile, the whole family is like in the almost armory room, basically like, Ooh, let's get this axe. Let's get this crossbow. This will look fun to kill her with. And you're just kind of like, uh, she's fucked or she's screwed. Yeah. So she's gonna have to really <laughs> tough this one out or I don't know how she's gonna finesse yeah. because they make, they portray Grace as almost kind of this dumb blonde Simple at the beginning. Blonde, yeah. yeah. Very naive. Like, 
I'm all about love and I'm all in, you know, just I'm going to be the perfect trophy wife and love it all, you know, but she definitely has a lot more to her character as the movie goes on. You kind of see her grit and her will to survive mm-hmm. and how she pushes herself to kind of wake up from this la-la land that she's in of just being naive and not aware of any of the situation. She learns that she's being hunted because her now husband decides to try and help her out of the situation through... They have, like, secret tunnels throughout the walls of the house. They're called, it's like, service hallways. Mm-hmm. I guess servants would use them in an older time. Mm-hmm. And while they're hiding, one person accidentally shoots it's one. The it's the sister. It's the sister who has a drug problem, who is on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> So she's a little um, trigger happy, and she shoots one of the maids in the face, thinking it is Grace. With a crossbow. And she (laughs) immediately, when she does that, she goes, ah, damn it. You know, and she's all coked out, crying and a mess. And you can just tell this girl does not have her life together. And she is just trying to impress her family by getting the kill. She's just a little too excited and pops the... As Nora said, (laughs) made in the face and just kind of moves on. And while that happens, Grace, our main character, is terrified and meets up with her husband, Alex, and tries to plan her escape with Alex. And Alex, from there, goes into this control room, which they... Yes, they locked. They have a really intense security system. It's almost like the first purge, but reversed. Like, yes. yeah, like you, yes. like instead of trying to keep people out, they're just trying to keep her in with in an insane yeah. security system. And they play it traditionally because they have security cameras in the house, but they decide to make it fair and turn it off. Yeah. So he decides to go to the control room to try to free her. Mm-hmm. And then around this time, their family decides to cheat and play it non-traditionally. Because they hunt her, there's some ensuing fights. Another maid gets shot in the face by the cocaine um, sister. <laughs> yeah, again, after it just happened. And she's a mess after that, too. She's like, I did it again! How could I do this? <laughs> and you're just kind of, like, laughing the whole time. Because a lot of her comedy eases the tension of, like, wow. Like, they're really trying to kill her right now. It- Kill the whole Grace, family yeah. is very sold on hunting her, except for her now husband, Alex, and mm-hmm. the brother, his brother, Daniel. Daniel, yeah. Daniel, at one point, corners her in the study or a billiards room, and he says, I'm just going to give you a head second head start, and lets her run off and decides not to kill her, because he seems very opposed to this and kind of fed up with his family and their strange traditions. And Daniel, at the beginning of the movie, had also experienced this game that they were playing. And it was the last time that the card was pulled. And they were hunting, who's also in this movie, the aunt or the auntie's husband, who basically didn't make it out. And Daniel witnessed this uncle dying, like, right in front of his face. And it was very traumatizing. And... Daniel, this whole time is after these two other maids die, is kind of plotting a way to help Grace secretly. And he ends up helping them by giving uh, 
the family this poison and they all start to begin vomiting yeah. because they're, they're intending to sacrifice Grace and they have Grace pinned down and they start drinking this wine or this juice and he put poison in the cup and they all, the whole family starts vomiting and they all like, are like, what happened? And Grace and Daniel both kind of escape, but the family starts to recover and starts to chase them from there. Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of chasing in this mm-hmm. movie. There's On top of this, though, we're kind of failing to talk about right now. It is also a comedy, yes. in a sense. But yes. I think horror comedies often get a bad reputation and... They're underplayed. You kind of think of scary movie or something. Whereas this, it was very tense and some really... There's really good gore. If you like gory horror movies, like, this is for you. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the humor was very fitting throughout and it didn't dilute the story. It, exactly. If anything, it added more to the characters. Exactly, yeah. And it made them more enjoyable to watch. There's... It made them more human in a mm-hmm. way, you know? Like, how there's fluctuation within our own behavior and how we would react to a situation that's kind of what ensued here basically (laughs) grace is either terrified or so happy that she didn't make it out you know in the family does at one point get out of the house and there's some crazy chase scenes (laughs) where she ends up hiding in a barn this is i think this was your favorite i think this is travis's favorite scene (laughs) So, in the barn, she basically is hiding because she hears someone coming and following her, even though she assumes that she's alone. And Grace finds out that it's one of the kids. And the kid, she kind of, like, puts her hands up and she's like, it's okay, thank God you're here, I don't want to hurt you. And the kid ends up getting a gun that his coked-out mom dropped and shoots this shoots grace in the hand and grace is so mad and pent up with anger that she socks the kid square in the face and knocks him out he goes flying goes unconscious in the barn and from that punch she kind of walks back and like trips on some sort of wooden structure that's in there something it's like almost like a well within yeah it's like a basement within the barn so she falls through the doors to the basement and ends up finding bodies yeah it's like their dead body storage yeah (laughs) they like keep dead goats in there too and all the maids end up going into this ditch where they like dispose of everyone and like throw all these dead like sacrifice goats and sacrifice people almost but more so of the dead people, like the maids and the other... Previous husbands. Yeah, previous husbands and wives that didn't make it out through the hide-and-seek game. And There's a very tough scene at this part where she's starting to climb out of the basement on a ladder that's breaking, and it ends up snapping beneath her, and her hands are covered in blood because she's been shot and dealt with a lot of blood throughout this entire thing, and she ends up having to slam her hand that has a hole through it from a bullet through a nail to pull herself up out of it. It, it There's some very graphic scenes. Yeah, that scene within itself was just so hard to watch because you're rooting for her, rooting for her to get out, and she's struggling, and it takes her at least, like, ten minutes just to get out of this well by the will of her 
incredible adrenaline and mental strength <laughs> she somehow wills through and basically is all ready to go and wraps up her hand with like her wedding dress which throughout this whole time she's wearing her wedding dress and it slowly is like getting dirtier and, and dirtier and yeah. ripped apart and it kind of <laughs> it's funny because fast forward a little bit before we go back for a rewind but fast forward <laughs> to the end when her whole dress is black and like all messed up and just she looks the opposite of how she looks at the beginning i but, think she's a pretty likable character i really root you do yeah, root for her it's like very do. easy to root for her you don't find her annoying and you don't root for her demise like i think that happens in a lot of horror movies you find yeah. a character so annoying they're like well i can't wait for like the main person to just kill them like definitely she was super fun throughout this time too there's a butler who's been assisting the family and she you first run into him when um, also a very tense scene in the kitchen when she's trying to escape the house yeah that's when you first run into him and that's like at the part where alex starts to try and help her the husband and he basically the butler comes into the kitchen where she's hiding and is making tea and he keeps hearing her because she makes like these subtle little noises and then finally she makes like a louder noise because she's loading a gun and she gets this gun that she had taken from the armory room and aims it at him and it ends up being a, a fake gun it's just like for show it's a prop gun and she ends up running away from the butler by throwing boiling tea on his face. Also some pretty good makeup there on the butler's face. Like, yeah. It was like really gross burn. Yeah, it looked very real. And she basically runs for her life. Even though I think that when she did that, she should have ran out the back door because it was oh, open. Oh, yeah. She ran she, into the house. Yeah, she runs back into the house, which is a scene where I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, that uh, was like maybe one of the more flawed parts. Yeah, I think. if anything, that was like one of the only real flawed like parts is like a normal human character. You know, you would choose to run out of the house yeah. no matter what. And from there... The butler just kind of goes insane on this manhunt to specifically try and hunt Grace down. And he chases her in a car. He chases her all over field. the property. Yeah. yeah, And he finally kind of reappears and pops up again when she basically... She steals his car. Yeah, she'd stolen his car. Oh, and this part was one of the most frustrating parts of the whole movie when... She calls, basically, this movie makes it some random companies, but it's, it's basically OnStar. On yeah, the... So when you need the, assistance, the road, they call yeah. 911 for you. <laughs> the roadside assistance. And this car is uh, listed as a stolen car, and the service provider the operator then justin yeah justin the service <laughs> provider turns off the car in the middle of the road when she's driving she's like about to escape so yeah, close to freedom so close and he turns off the car and she's terrified if i were her from there i would have immediately gotten out of the car and started running again she decides to just sit in the car and kind of contemplate for some reason 
And of course, one of the pop out scenes, the butler is staring into the driver's seat window and is having like the most terrifying grin on his face. It was probably the best jump scare. There wasn't like this movie wasn't super reliant on jump scares. There was a lot of tension building. Yeah. But that was a pretty good jump scare. It got me. Definitely got so, me too. So ends up knocking her out, putting her in the back seat, and he's driving back to the house with her so that they can sacrifice her because they believe like we're not sure as the audience at this point we're not sure if the family's just crazy or if this is true but that their ancestor had made a deal with the devil so they could have all this money and be successful in creating board games because if they draw the hide and seek card they have to make a human sacrifice and kill this person before dawn yeah or something horrible is going to happen to them mm-hmm. So she's captured, unconscious in the back seat, tied up. She and the butler is super psyched because he thinks he's just, you know, grabbed the best, like, of the hunt, pretty much. He's super excited about it. He finally completed the hunt, completed the mission by getting grace. And little did he know when he's FaceTiming the family to, like... Blasting classical music. Yeah, kind of telling them, like, oh, look, congratulate me. Like, this is, like, my moment to shine. And Grace just starts kicking him in the head, like, wakes up from her She's a fighter. Coma. And a kicker. Yeah. yeah, and she kicks her way out of it and kicks him into an accident. And the car, the car flips. flips and crashes into a tree. And the butler's dead, and Grace somehow miraculously escapes again, and is only to be caught by Daniel, who is double-crossing her yet again. So he also helped her try to escape, but he... Now has just recaptured her. In turn, recaptures her by faking and saying, Grace, like, I'll help you, you know, I'll help you. And he ends up just knocking her out, and the dad is, like, hiding behind a tree and is like... Great job, son. You did such a great job. The dad was kind of a kooky character. Definitely was. He's very um, stereotypical, rich dad who's very naive to the fact that his children don't want to follow kind of the family tradition. And he's very self-aware, but not really aware of like what's happening in his family or how people feel and just kind of naive to that fact. Yeah. So then we're coming up to the scene again, Travis mentioned earlier. Well, Daniel then double crosses again his family and poisons them and then helps Grace escape the altar they were about to sacrifice her on. They were about to scream, Hail Satan. Mm-hmm. And they start puking up blood, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're making their way out, and then Daniel's wife shows up with a gun yeah it's a pretty intense scene that scene is very tense because she wants to kill grace but daniel is standing right in front of grace and is like do not kill her let her go like we don't we're just like trash like we shouldn't deserve like we don't deserve to even live anyways and the wife basically like calls daniel a pussy and then ends up shooting him in the in the the neck yeah. yeah and Daniel ends up dying, and... Alex discovers his body. Yeah, and after Daniel immediately dies, Grace is very distraught, and the gun only did have one bullet in it, so the wife ends up fighting Grace, and Grace ends up beating her up, and Daniel 
is dying and is basically like grace use your yeah it's like grace use all your last strength to leave you can do it and when alex finds daniel he's very distraught because they're very close have a very connected brother relationship where they kind of tease each other but also love each other and are always joking and he was very distraught and i think that this kind of sends alex's character into a whole new path it kind of downward spiral yeah it it diverts him from his main goal which was to help his wife and instead he kind of second guesses what he's doing and the purpose of it and he decides to side with his family at this point to go along with their crazy sacrifice but grace besides the butler decides to add something to her body count she ends up beating to death Daniel and Alex's mom mm-hmm. with the box that gives out the cards to determine the game. She it's a very graphic death. Yeah, but basically the mom had been hunting or hunting Grace as well and the mom in this set of characters has the most straightforward and goal-oriented outlook on everything and yeah. is very aware of the weaknesses and the strengths of her family and is basically running the show even though the dad is like trying to control everyone the dad i think he thinks he's in control of everything exactly. when the mom and the aunt kind of are, are running the show. yeah they're kind of in the background more running the show and a little bit more cool and calm and the mom is very fake in the beginning like very oh grace you'll make a perfect addition to the family and then she ends up being kind of like the biggest bitch to grace and like really (laughs) wants to like knock her down and kill her the most and it's very crazy to see grace kind of struggling and tussling with her and it is like the scene where the mom and grace are struggling together is a little bit dramatic too because she's like (laughs) reaching for the tablecloth to get the box being strangled Mm -hmm. it's a good scene she ends up beating them to death but eventually getting recaptured by the family and it's almost dawn at this point like she's been doing she's been up to this for like about like six hours at yeah, this point. Yeah, and the person that recaptures her is Alex, who actually lies to her and starts double-crossing her again. And at first, when Alex is first seen by Grace, Grace is very timid and is really kind of almost, like, terrified of... Very hesitant. Yeah, of her husband and almost doesn't trust him. And he ends up saying, it's okay, honey, like, give me a hug. And he ends up giving her a hug, and then he's like, let me see your face, are you okay? And ends up starting to squeeze her face after he's kind of just touching it. Yeah. And then he ends up knocking her out and being a part of this devil sacrifice worshipping and pins her down to this board-like altar type. Yeah. I don't even know what is like sacrificial table or something. Yeah, sacrificial table. And basically, Grace is screaming, screaming, screaming for her life to be saved. And the whole time, like, the sister's a part of it, the sons are a part of it. Oh, and we kind of forgot to talk about the sister's husband. Oh, he's a dork. Yeah, he's he's like a lot of 
comic comedic relief. relief. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely kind of the comedic relief. He doesn't really care. He thinks a lot of what the family's doing is kind of bullcrap or bullshit and yeah. not very... He's Googling, like, are packs with the devil real? Yeah. Like, how do you use a crossbow? Whole, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, YouTubing how to do, like, how to use weapons and stuff and, like, taking his shit while the whole family's, like, fighting and, like, <laughs> looking for the for Grace, the new wife. And he's kind of been skeptic a skeptic the whole time and so they end up all kind of congregating in the devil worshiping room and start saying their devil worshiping stuff Latin and or Greek or whatever yeah, yeah language it was and they end up getting to dawn like somehow grace kind of stalls them and they start questioning because nothing happens to them. At yeah, first. at first nothing's happening, and they're kind of questioning what's like the legitimacy of this whole packed with packed the and like kind of ritual and like tradition that they've been doing in this family because a lot of this has been tradition and passed on and throughout generation and generation. Yeah, there's no, yeah. they don't have any definitive proof of anything. It's just yeah. tradition that they've been following. Mm-hmm. And so when. They try and kill Grace again. The auntie with the axe is the first person to spontaneously combust. Yeah, and she just explodes and blood and guts just everywhere. Are totally all over the place, and everyone is just so shocked. And at this point, they all kind of look at Grace and are like, "Should we even try and kill her?" And then one by one each family member just starts exploding at the table a ridiculous amount of blood just yeah. everywhere <laughs> and during this point of the movie grace just starts laughing at everyone exploding around her because she's like thank god these crazy mofos are finally dying and like leaving me the hell alone and she basically is like so happy at this point that they're all almost dead and the last person of course to explode is alex and alex is like come on grace you know i love you i never meant to do this and this was all part of like a scheme it's not even real i love you so much after that she kind of like says i want a divorce and then he immediately explodes which <laughs> was another kind of funny part because divorces end up exploding in your face anyways <laughs> and so she basically from there had not or when did she start that fire remember oh, there was she a like a fire somehow started like a candle because it was via over. grace though because she had knocked down a candle or like Oh, it's when she beat the father up with the lamp and oh, with his head. Oh, with a lantern, yeah. Yeah, or she was beating the father up with the lantern and broke the lantern's like glass protecting part, and it ended it up fire. yeah catching fire on the curtains and basically started burning the whole house down. And Grace ends up putting the house in flames and. That's somewhat why her dress is also black, too, because of all the ash and ash soot and, and, blood. and blood, dried up blood. And she walks out and her whole face is covered in dirt and just like gross and is all sweaty. And she basically is sitting oh. on the stoop of the like on the stairs yeah. leading up to the mansion, just smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And that's a callback to like near the beginning of the movie when... 
she is first introduced. Um, she's sitting kind of in Alex's room where she's getting ready for like the wedding and the whole festivities because that all kind of happens at the very beginning of the movie. And she like pulls out a cigarette and is smoking a cigarette. And the mom asks her, oh, or do you smoke cigarettes or do you smoke or do you do anything? And Grace is trying to be a very good role model and good person is like, no, I don't. Like, all like a doe, kind of naive deer. And she ends up, like, kind of funny, like, fun as funny as it is. She steals one of the mom's cigarettes because the mom has this, like, special cigarette pack that she only smokes from because they're very rich and wealthy family. And she's, Grace ends up stealing that pack of cigarettes and is, like, kind of like a big F you to the family and she's, like, smoking while the whole house is in fire behind her and kind of exploding. And then police and firefighters come, and the first thing they ask her are, ma'am, are you okay? What happened here? Did the, Are you the only one left? And she just kind of ignores them while she's yeah. smoking the cigarette and looking out into, like, the pool and the forest area that's there. So It was pretty... That's how it ends. Yeah, like. that's kind of the full circle of the story, and she definitely came out with the W, but yeah. <laughs> it was a hard-fought victory, and she definitely lost a lot <laughs> of, like, maybe self-respect at some points and maybe some of her will to even live because at one point when she's with Alex and she's first trying to escape, she is terrified chokes up a bit like yeah and goes start, catatonic is unsure of like what to do kind of just freezes yeah and she kind of starts also screaming and like giving away her location and just being stupid you know she's almost like end this crap now i don't want to be a part of this any longer and kind of wants to just die right then and i don't blame her honestly at that point in the movie i was like how is this girl even gonna get out alive how is she even gonna be fine or i don't even know <laughs> she was acting all sorts of cuckoo at this point too overall was, though what did you think of the movie overall i would love the movie i would actually give it like a nine out of ten for me i think it was really well done and the characters were not necessarily fully developed but you definitely knew enough about them to get the main gist of who they were and why they were doing it. Exactly, and their purpose and what they were really trying to get across. And honestly, my favorite, favorite scene was when Grace and... <laughs> When Grace punches the kid because it was so like <laughs> you liber- stood up. Travis stood up in the theater and said yes when she socked this like eight year old kid in the face in the bar because she had gone through so much and she's finally trusting this little kid to help her and basically the kid just shoots her and is like oh mommy and daddy were doing it and I I was just so like girl you need to get up and throw him down that well or something <laughs> like. Imagine, like, you're just trying to escape and live, and this naive little kid just ends up Pulls shooting a gun you. On yeah. You. I was just so taken back by that scene, too. It was, it was so funny. And I think that Grace is also kind of a comedic relief in a way, too, because she's kind of just like, 
so nonchalant during the beginning. A little dry and sarcastic at times. As, yeah, that is well. And she's very nonchalant in the way that she kind of carries herself and is just like, you know, kind of just ex- playing like hide and seek at first. And she's just like, whatever. This is such a silly children's game. Like, I'm going to just lose and leave and then I'll be done. And her husband also, Alex, definitely kept a lot from her at the beginning. Yeah. He definitely kept her in the dark. The movie definitely references, do you really know who you're marrying and like yeah. how brutal in-laws can be? Yeah, and it just kind of is like, come on, dude, you should yeah. have really like given her the heads up and... Even the other siblings had told their spouses what the kind of main spiel was, and she was the only one out of everyone that was left in the dark. And yeah. that that within itself was just kind of a dick move by Alex. But, yeah, overall, Grace was victorious, and I was so happy for her. And she ends up living, and yeah. hopefully she did find true love or whatever. But... Who knows? Not everyone finds that. Uh, so. We highly recommend this movie. It's currently still in theaters. It came out really recently. It's getting great reviews. Samara oh, Weaving yeah. as Grace. Mm-hmm. She killed it. The whole cast, you can tell, was dedicated into making this good. It was shot well. Go see this if you can. And now we're going to transition and ask Travis some questions. Oh. Uh, Travis, what is your favorite horror movie or some of your favorites? Um, well, realistically, Catacomb. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's definitely Catacomb not one of them. Pink. It's um, an interesting one. <laughs> definitely not one of my favorite horror movies. Um, it's tough to say. I've had a lot of great horror movies in my life that I've really kind of connected to and have given me those great jump scares and even just kind of entertained me and my great friend Nora here. Um, <laughs> one of them... Wow, I can't even remember the name, but it's, um, give me one second. (laughs) (laughs) Let me Google this shit real fast. Um, it's basically about like this kind of like this, um, you'll have to edit this part out. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's the, um, who's in it? It's the movie where it's the teens and it's that thing that follows them, that gross, naked... Oh, It Follows. It Follows, Uh yes. It Follows is actually one of my favorite horror movies because... So we saw that one together. Yeah, I'll always remember that because I saw it with Nora and just... It was so creative and... It's pretty as, original. Yeah, and very exhilarating script. as well. Like, similar to Ready or Not, it's very exhilarating and keeps you on the edge of your seat thinking, like, oh, where are they going to survive? And it's definitely... I love horror movies that have, like, kind of a survival factor because it kind of factors in, are they going to live? Like, who do you want? You have so many characters that you can get attached to and kind of have that favorite and... You know, you want them to succeed and not die. So (laughs) that was really tough for me to watch some of my favorite characters get devoured by this crazy sex demon (laughs) in that movie. Because that movie ends with basically, like, this demon that follows you and it basically, like, has sex with you and sucks your soul out of your body, which is disgusting, but also (laughs) really creative and really... 
I don't know. I thought it was so original it, and it fresh. It has a really so. good atmosphere. That atmosphere, it almost feels like dreamlike in yes, a way. It feels definitely. very surreal. I highly recommend It Follows if you have not seen it. Yes. What is your What are, what are some of your the worst horror movies you've ever seen? Oof, well, speaking of catacombs, that is right up in there. Um, you with, might, okay, watch that movie if you want to laugh. Yeah. It is it's, like a bad <laughs> horror movie. That takes place in the catacombs beneath Paris. Pink, for some reason, is in it. And basically in this movie, it's like these... I don't even remember the characters' names. Pink is the only memorable person because she's famous Mm. before that. But she basically... The main actress, the main protagonist is basically visiting her sister and her sister's friend in Paris. And they're going to some raves or something and they're in these catacombs which are all underground and (laughs) she's like being stalked by like a monster or something yeah and she it's the whole time it's a big joke like the sister in pink and a bunch of other people are playing a prank on the sister by basically torturing her and stalking her in the catacombs yeah and so the whole time she's terrified and thinking very similar with the survival factor and she's trying to survive trying to survive but she ends up killing everyone including her sister and pink because the whole time she thought that they were really trying to kill her and that they were really like trying to and at the end they were just like lol what a fun night we had and she was like yeah i'm just gonna murder all of you now yeah and she ends up killing them all and just like walking out of the catacombs all bloody and just jumps on like to the paris bart basically or the <laughs> paris express and like goes to the next like country or wherever she was back to her wherever villa or house that she was staying in and that's the end of that movie so that was definitely one of the worst ones that i've ever seen honest to god it's just <laughs> terrible if you want a good laugh yes it is very it's hilarious like watch that with a friend that you can poke fun at it with yeah definitely. and she's like pink's acting even i will always remember she's just, she sounds like she's in one of her like 2004 music videos where she's like <laughs> Yeah, dude, whatever, man, live life. And it's yeah, just the like, dialogue was not great in that movie. Oh, God, please spare me. Like, it was just awful, awful movie. Are there any horror movies you've seen lately that you thought were decent or... Um, I mean, to be honest, the one that I had just seen with you also was... Um, what's the name? Scary Stories to Tom Scary Dark. Stories, so... Honestly, I know that the reviews have been mixed on Scary Stories in the Dark, but I thought it was really well put together. I thought that a lot of it was definitely a little dramatic and the acting wasn't great in some parts. Yeah, but it definitely was, as much as it was like corny, it was PG 13, so they can't go full gore and horror. So it was definitely really creative, though, and I'd love the kind of visual aspects of it like I really did like how the first character to die was this boy who had been making fun of a scarecrow and the scarecrow stabs him with a pitchfork but instead of bleeding the kid starts to like almost bleed straw and he starts turning into a scarecrow himself and that within itself is like the visual imagery was just so like fascinating and just like crazy and like 
there were but a lot of... you never read the books, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah you went into yeah, it pretty blind, yeah. but, like, the people were with had wa- like read the you, books. Evelyn and Max have all seen the like read the books and like seen more and knew more about it and I was just kind of like you know blind going in and I actually really liked the stories of it and the whole yeah. plot was kind of interesting to me. <laughs> I think you so. liked it a lot more than I did. <laughs> yeah, I think for Nora it was a little bit tough because she had read the books and had a maybe a pretty high expectation. It was just PG-13 and... horror can be really, really hard to do. Yeah, exactly. And Travis appreciated it more than I did, but it's not terrible. It's worth seeing, I don't think. Like, I don't yeah. think it's, like, horrible and you need to miss it, but... Maybe wait for, like, Netflix for... Yeah, you could wait till it's out. on demand. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be a good little snag. Or, like, a good little popcorn and chill. Or, like, Netflix chill vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy that one. That one was pretty funny. and <laughs> I don't know. There's some parts, too. Like, the potato lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was like not here. the potato lady. That was Travis just roasting the, car- the, the image of one of the monsters, calling her a potato lady. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like a spud, man. With, like, some pubic hair growing on the top of her <laughs> So that was hilarious. But, I don't know. Just a lot of... Uh, visual and imagery stuff and that was amazing because I really there were some good creature effects yeah and it was it was almost trippy in the fact that like the book would write itself and it was really like happening like present while they were kind of trying to discover what was the true reason behind this and interestingly enough both movies that Nora and I saw recently together Ready or Not and Scary Stories in the Dark um, both had kind of like a ghost is like the main kind of. There were supernatural spiritual. elements. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and you got to see both ghosts as well. Yeah, like you got to see at the end Grace when she's laughing, the ghost emerges and is like this. Ghost of the Ancestor. Yeah, the Ghost of the Ancestor, who they had made this pact with, almost like the devil-type pact with, kind of winks at her and, like, gives her a nod, like, congrats, you did it, like, you were awesome. Gives her props. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) you killed it, yeah. Literally. I literally had to kill every single person and get the hell out of here, thanks a lot. And then with the other movie, Scary Stories in the Dark, the main character, her name was... Sarah. Sarah was Bellos the, was the yeah, ghost. Was the ghost. Stella she, was the girl. Yeah, Stella. And so Stella, in this case, kind of gets the nod of approval too. But they, the weird part about scary stories was that I didn't like the ending. How it kind of they're setting lead, it up for a yeah, sequel they, when it doesn't need a sequel. It. Exactly, and that actually happened with. Um, Escape Room, that's another horror movie too that actually had come out within the past year and they kind of had an ending similar to that where they're like leading up to the next movie and in Scary Stories in the Dark, Stella's friends died and basically got consumed by these monsters or the tales within the book and her goal for the next movie will to will be to like free them and liberate whatever they are i might miss the sequel might not might not spend the money on that one who knows what's gonna be in that because how are they i mean sarah basically is at peace yeah which is the main ghost and that's the only reason why her friends died is because sarah was upset and now she's at peace so it's kind of like 
where do you go from there? It kind of left it like with too many questions to yeah. be asked. And we'll see how, I mean, hopefully they can get it together and like really bring a powerful second sequel. But usually as most sequels go, most movie goers know as well that sequels aren't Not fantastic usually as hot in the as horror the first genre. One. Yes, especially with the Halloween series. Oh my god. Or the Don't... Saw series. <laughs> Those or are most some series. Excellent examples. <laughs> well, that about takes us to the end. Anything you want to plug, Travis? Any social media? Follow my IG at double underscore Travito. And yeah, man. Just thanks for me. having have thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nora. I love you so much and I'm so appreciative of this. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. This was good. We talked about a lot. I know. Well, follow me um on Twitter and Instagram at Nora Scally. That's N-O-R-A-S-C-A-L-L-Y. Um, and tune in next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs>